It takes more than pettily breaking up your pull request into single character commits to be a great <laughs> software engineer. This is episode 323 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show where we talk about all the non-technical things about the technical field of software development and sometimes do not respond healthily when people ask us to break up our pull requests into atomic commits. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the corollary to a journey of a thousand miles starts with a, thing, a single step and it's like the journey of the world's greatest pull request starts with a thousand commits one character at a time yeah if you want to really be able to review each individual commit and and get the gist of it understand exactly what's going on in each commit have them build up to a coherent final thing done yep just like I read my books, one letter at a one time. One letter, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what they mean by agile. Like, I could change my mind, but only between characters. <laughs> what if I want to put a T next? You can. Now I have that freedom. You have, yes. You are agile enough to do that. Finally. Oh, well, do you want to thank our patrons, Dave? I do. I want to say thank you to those that are contributing at the level where they get a weekly shout out they are kent c dodds theodore Savin, memester josh jenny kim owen chartle craig motlin i love mavis the stochastic parrot alice jost andrew pollock no cheating oh, here goes again lanfuer plingling in ohio patreon.com we're hiring ira chan monkey face emoji jonathan king testing is documenting.org Ola Dapafadi, Will Angel, who does not have the stinky feet, then who has stinky feet, Nick Hathaway, Travis Sanders, Braden Keynes, John Grant, Nick Cantor, and Philip Jambasile. If you would like to join this crew and have us say, or try to say, anything you can type that is safe for work, then go to softskills.audio and click the support us on Patreon button. And uh, any dollar amount you contribute will get you access to our Slack community where you can discuss all kinds of interesting things. And if you contribute enough, we will say whatever you want right now. We'll try. Yeah, we'll try to say whatever you want. We'll exercise judgment as well. The amount of judgment we'll exercise is in proportion to how much you donate, I guess, mm -hmm. as is traditional. Um, I wonder if, I was just thinking, what if you pronounce the name of that town correctly and then you just hear like a ding noise, like unlocks some secret <laughs> yeah. of the universe? When, you walk, when you're walking through the town, you say it right? Is that what you're saying? It's yeah. like a portal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been reading Harry Potter to my kids recently. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is magic. We'll find out eventually if we... I may never find <laughs> out, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it's fair enough. It's really challenging to say that. And I try to say things... I try to say hard things in other languages. I just give up. That one, man, it's elusive. I look at the first and last letter mm -hmm. and just fill in the gaps in between. With just <laughs> guttural noises? Yeah, I just kind of freestyle. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to read our first question. Okay, let's do it. This is from an anonymous listener who says, I'm planning to leave my job purely because of low compensation. I like my growth in my current company. But lower compensation than what the market is offering is quite a mental hiccup in my regular work. Yep, I'm slowly becoming one of the quiet quitters. I'm thinking of going to my manager with my new offer and asking them to match it. Do retention offers actually work? As managers yourselves, how would you want me to approach a retention discussion? I don't want my manager to make my life hell under the pretense of, oh, they'll leave in a year if I do decide to stay after taking the matching offer. Love the show. Pretty much my single source of wisdom for all my behavioral interviews. <laughs> oh, behavioral interviews. You're, I guess you're welcome. Can't f <laughs> fathom the madness that would ensue if you <laughs> used our show as the single source of wisdom for behavioral interviews. It's like just sampling the behaviors we read about here or that we hear about here. 
and then use yeah, those I in guess. your behavioral responses? Well, that's a good point. I assumed that it was the answers, but what if you're using the questions too? Yeah. And the questions are like, how do I handle this horrible coworker? And then you you forget the how do I handle this part and just remember, oh yeah, some coworker did, someone did this thing. Yeah. That's what I would do. <laughs> someone, someone, someone stuck their stinky feet under the desk. Right. <laughs> and so that's how I would improve collaboration. <laughs> Okay, so we got a quiet quitter here who's dissatisfied with pay, but curious if if they could actually shop a, a offer and get a counteroffer and stay and not have it be a mess. I have seen this work both ways. Well, how many ways are there? There's get a counteroffer and not get a counteroffer, and there's also stay and go. Okay. I'm doing the combinatorics here. Yeah, which four, if, if four my ways. mental math is right, yeah, that's four <laughs> ways. Care- careful. Careful. <laughs> We're about to go exponential, so just be careful. <laughs> That's true, because there's also what the company does if you if you give them the counter offer. Oh, good, but you, you trimmed the decision tree down a little bit because it's only after you give a counter offer. Yeah, that's true. So it's not three full bits. Okay. We <laughs> got to get two, out of here. 2.5 bits of combinatorics. Yeah, two and a half bits. <laughs> Have you heard of partial fractional binary computers no is this real <laughs> i mean no we just made it up oh got it it's right. probably real someone I mean, probably has their phd in hold this, on but... i'm submitting the patent application right now just give me a moment okay all right done cool i admire how you were able to submit it without us talking about what this is oh well um, i mean that's not necessary <laughs> okay anyways i've seen people get counters bring them back to the company and have the company increase their compensation and also not increase their compensation and I've seen people both stay and go in both those cases, actually. I've seen people who left even if they got a counter. So the combinatorial possibilities say that it's possible to get yes. an offer. <laughs> the bits work out. Oh, I mean, getting getting the counter offer is absolutely doable. I see it all the time. And then getting the pay bump and staying those bits work out too well that's that's where i think the big question is i mean i'll tell you if you ever want to see hr move fast it's go get an offer bring it back to your manager and just that raise you've been asking them for for months and that they've just been like ah wringing their hands and agonizing it's like boom here it is on the table right there i've seen it in my own life i've seen it on i've been on the other side of the table from that so that part absolutely doable it's in fact, it's probably the the fastest way to get a raise is to go shop an offer and bring and, and bring it back to your current company. But what happens yeah. after that, I think, is the real question. I mean, there is the chance that they say no to, but you're you're saying skip over that. Assume they say yes. Yeah, because they. I gotta say, if you're a good, okay. Well, let me back up. I have seen one instance where somebody shopped for job offers, got some offers, brought them back, and. I was in a management position at the time, and when the offers came back, actually my boss and I had been contemplating uh, letting this person go for performance concerns for a while, and so mm. the the counter the, the offers actually came to my boss, and my boss sat down with the individual and said, "Hey, you should probably take that job." You know, it was kind yeah. of like a little like a professional nod, like, "Look, you know, just just you know, you might want to go take that," and it was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like and so that is an outcome that could happen. So be prepared for that one, I guess. Yeah, I, I've also seen a case where um, the numbers that 
they were comparing were not the same, where the company was thinking of it as total compensation. Yeah. And the employee was thinking of it as like cash compensation and and so they, they kind of had different different definitions of like yeah how strong the offer was and and so the company looked at the offer and said we would be happy to pay you less money if you wanted <laughs> less money that's like worst case scenario <laughs> oh it appears that the market suggests we're overpaying you yeah okay so we'll drop your 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 uh your options listen until... i agree i agree yeah <laughs> i agree i have a counter offer that's perfect for both of us Tell you what, we'll meet. We'll meet you in the middle. <laughs> There's also, um, I see this especially at startups. If you go to a, a, a Fang company, a giant megatech corp, and get a really strong offer from them, most likely your startup will not pay that same scale. So you you will not be able to say, look at this offer I got from Google or whatever for so many bajillions of of dollars, and, and please give me that. They'll say we would love to, and we cannot because that will tank our our burn rate mm-hmm. and, and they'll probably be right so so you do have to have some judgment of like yeah there's not just this magic key that unlocks extra money forever from that's every right situation that's right there's there's no right like you said there's no key that can turn your company into google so, yeah like there is a cap and you need to be aware of that so yeah like okay so those are all the ways that it can go wrong but yeah. what if the company does come back with a counter offer that does meet the other offer and you're like hey i would take this what happens like six months from now, one one year from now? I want to stick one more step in there, which is that you bringing an offer to the company, they they could counter at a number that is between what you currently make and what that offer is as well. Like yeah. they don't have to, they don't have to say like th- this can be part of a negotiation, not a ransom that they have to pay to. That's keep right. You, right? Like, That's right. This or <laughs> a else. ransom. And, I like and that. so part of what you need to figure <laughs> out is, do I want this many dollars? Do I do I want more? And and if so, what 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 would I be willing to accept to stay here if they're not willing to pay that much, you know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, assuming that's all done, you you both arrive at a number that both of you say yes to. Yes, I will stay. Yes, we'll pay you that much. So the question was, as managers yourselves, how would you want me to approach a retention discussion? And I kind of have a recipe for this, but historically, I have not used competing offers to get a raise at work. Like once I once I decide to leave... I typically will go get the offer from another company and just go with it. But if someone came to me, and several have, who said, I do have a competing offer, I think it depends, the way that I want you to approach it and the way that I will respond depend on one important factor, which is, are you already paid equitably for your role at my company? Like, do I do I sense that you're already well-paid? Like, if you're severely mm-hmm. underpaid and I'm working, I'm bringing you up, but I'm just not going fast enough, and you come with a competing offer, it's actually a super easy situation. And it really arms me with all the data points I need to come back to my leadership to get approval for a raise, right? Like you say, hey, uh, I got a competing offer. It's like, all right, I can go to my company and say, we're going to lose this person unless we make a compelling offer here. you know. And it's like, all right, what's the cost of losing them? Easy business case to make, unless it's that scenario like I talked about a minute ago where it's like, you should take that job. <laughs> but <laughs> so that's actually pretty easy. If, however, you're already at the top of your pay, you really put people in a tough spot and it, and the conversation, just no matter how you approach it, might just not go well. It might just be like, look, I just can't, I can't create a pay dynamic on your team that puts you stratospherically higher than everyone else. Like that's just not going to work. And I'm also not yeah. going to give seven raises this week. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Your your boss is going to think about the precedent it sets and how this 
fits in with salaries on the team and what kind of budget they have. Not not just will you be happier with more money? Because probably yes, right? Unless it's cursed. Unless it's cursed money. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> cursed. You'll you'll only spend it on things that'll give you fleeting joy, and then you'll <laughs> look back and remember when life was simpler and you had less money. <laughs> but was I was so happy. Good. Yeah, I was so happy then. But again, like this is. Assuming that they say yes to some larger amount of money, they've hopefully been through that. How do you want me to approach a retention discussion? I would expect really strong performance with someone, especially if they were moving from like well-paid to super well-paid, not mm -hmm. from severely underpaid to like solid. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I would make that clear in some way of if this isn't a promotion, I would certainly still expect uh, you should be better in your job after this than, than before to, to like make me feel like this was worth it. So you're saying like the employee should bring evidence of why they are performing well? Is that what you're saying? No, I think I think what I'm saying is you should expect your boss's expectations might be higher after this. Ah, uh, yes. Because in their yes. mind you're you're more expensive, right? Like and if they're if you're performing at the same or a lower level, then they might compare your like value per dollar or whatever made up metric they make up in their head yeah. and, and think like this was fine when they're making x dollars a year but now x plus y right. seems less than fine i'd expect more it's like every line of code is more expensive now than it used to be yeah if you make your manager look wise and capable and and shrewd for advocating for the company to spend more of its money on you and you staying i think that will that will go a long way you, you want them to feel like it was a good decision not just that they avoided you leaving and avoided disaster, but like it made things better. Yeah, that's true. I have another suggestion for how to approach this with your manager, starting with how not to do it. You know, one way is to march into your manager's office, slam down the competing offer on the table and say, I demand a raise. Like That's not going to end well. But you could come in and say, look, I love this company. You're a great boss. I love working on this team. <laughs> There's just one thing that is making it hard for me to stay here. And it's, it's a pay. And I just want to be at market rate, you know, because here, I mean, we're saying, look, I'm, I'm very low paid, uh, lower than market. I just want to be paid market rate, you know, so that it's not a constant temptation and a worry for me that I could, that I'm wasting my time or making financially bad decisions by staying here. So look, I've gone out to the market and gotten some data points. And this is where I think I should be based on how the market responded. Can you meet, can you meet this offer? Like that, that's a very different approach and one that I think tends to be more productive. And it will hopefully set you up so that in the future, your boss doesn't think of you as that kind of person who's just constantly out shopping for counteroffers so that you can, you know, so they can come back and ask for more and more and more. Yeah, I like that. You're you're trying to be on their side a little bit. Yeah, give them all the reasons why it's a proactive thing that, that you're doing, that they're doing to help you solve a problem rather than just being demanding. I do want to read part of this question again. I don't want my manager to make my life uh, hell under the pretense of, oh, they'll leave in a year if I do decide to stay after taking the matching offer. So it even sounds like the question asker isn't even sure. Yeah. Do they even want to stay? I, w wouldn't it be interesting? Like th there are very few statistics in engineering that are solid, but wouldn't it be interesting to see what percentage of people who accept a counter offer and stay are still employed one year later, two years later at the same place? Yeah. I'll bet it's pretty low. I would bet it's like under 20%. Yeah, although maybe those numbers will start changing now. It's getting rough out there. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I don't know. We probably answered this, right? <laughs> good enough. <laughs> I think so. Good luck.
Good luck. Dave, will you read our next question? Yeah, this comes from an anonymous listener who says, I was recently let go from a company. They said they would send me a shipping label so that I could return the hardware. I didn't hear back from them for a week. A few days later, a label came in for the laptop, but not for the dock or the two monitors that they also sent. I did not enjoy my experience there, and I'm feeling resentful at having to pester them so that I can get what I need to send them back their hardware. What is my due diligence on the score? I don't even like the monitors. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Could you pull some kind of hijinks so that the monitors only display everything upside down? (laughs) And then send them back? (laughs) Yeah, return them probably takes a large amount of skill and like, the hdmi protocol or something yeah exactly (laughs) sounds hard (laughs) sounds fun so uh, i assume this was a large company large enough that like someone not returning monitors maybe just gets lost in the shuffle but then you're left it's like the halting problem right like you never know that they have given up wanting those monitors yeah you can only tell that they haven't they haven't asked you yet but maybe maybe you you just decide i'll check them I'll, I'll smash him like that scene in Office Space, the printer or whatever. <laughs> and, then, and then the next day yeah. they say, about those monitors. <laughs> yep. You know that it happened like the day you get rid of them. Yeah, it would. I have seen this in action, not the smashing and then the comeuppance afterwards, but the, the slow grinding wheels of bureaucracy at trying to recover <laughs> equipment from people. Yeah. And at, at giant megacorps. It just makes me wonder how many how many dollars are just sitting there like in someone's closet oh. across the world because like some so laptop many. didn't get returned. So yeah. many dollars. It's just they're unextractable dollars. It's like the, it may as well be ore, like gold ore buried 10,000 feet under the Earth's crust <laughs> for how distributed it is and how much junk it's sitting under in people's closets. I think I just need to build some kind of blockchain off of unreturned <laughs> laptops and then... Profit uh, will flow. These are monitors. You could use these. I guess you don't even like them, but uh, like yeah. you could plug them in, and they probably wouldn't phone home. Yeah, they probably wouldn't. Maybe you could make. Oh, maybe. Okay, disassemble. Like take them apart gently, so that if if called upon, you could put them back together, and replace the plastic bezels with some kind of picture frame or something, and and just take it as a fun project to build like a a digital picture frame for your for your home. Two of them. Yeah, and just hang them up? Yeah, just put them on the wall. But they're tainted, right? What about every time you look at that smiling picture of, of you and your pet ferret, you just remember... How much you hate oh, that shoot. company. Yeah, but this is fueled by that evil company that laid me off. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe give them to your enemy on loan. <laughs> Here. These are great monitors. I promise they won't infect your home with an aura of pain and suffering. Send them to your enemy and then send your company an email saying, I sent them to person X to return to you. (laughs) Follow up with them, please. (laughs) Talk about passing the buck. Yeah. Do you remember that? I think it was some kind of art project where they built a friendly little robot and had it hitchhike across North America. It was not like a fully functional autonomous robot. It was just like a little cute little anthropomorphic looking thing that blinked and and no. and people would pick it up on the side of the road and drive it somewhere and then drop it off. I got to look this up. And it up. was trying to show, I'm not going to look it up because I choose to remember it the way I want to, not how it actually happened. 
but I think it started in Canada and it had this delightful adventure and people post all these pictures and then it made it to like Philadelphia and got smashed to bits pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> made it down to the US and uh, did not did not travel on. It was called Hitchbot. Hitchbot, yeah. So it made it across it Canada. Philadelphia? Yes, it was Philadelphia. So it made it across That's Canada, okay. no problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then it started in Boston and only made it to Philadelphia. <laughs> it's like 10%. <laughs> I'm really glad that I didn't unfairly besmirch a city and instead correctly remembered the city that curb stomped the cute little <laughs> hitch pot. <laughs> oh my goodness. So so I think you try something like that. You don't have to return them to the company. You send them to a person who's like one increment closer to that company than you are. Oh, like pass yeah. it on as a social experiment. Yes. Oh, you just need some way to track progress. But man, that would be great. And if you could find some way to multiply the monitor so that every per hand that they pass through, they double in quantity, that'd be awesome. Oh. Like a chain mail, chain litter. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. A chain monitor. Add one monitor and ship it to two friends you know. And if you don't, you'll be cursed. <laughs> um, you'll be cursed by the potential of bureaucratic revenge. You're pretty close to cracking a code that I've often wondered about, which is how could you go about sending something to someone and completely conceal your identity as the sender? Like how many layers would it have to go through and what would the protocol be for giving something to someone with instructions that makes sure that it would arrive at its destination, but without you being known and without them being able to track it back to you. This seems hard, but this feels like an opportunity to solve that problem. Yeah. You need uh, the human equivalent of a bunch of VPNs or something. Or not VPNs. of uh, Like Tor nodes? I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of proxies. And some of them need to have a very, very short memory. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume that the company that you worked for was Kohl's the clothing store okay and you just need to find like someone who has a kohl's company like card like a credit card you know that they sign up for with the company and send it to them like, find someone who's one step closer and say get this to kohl's or find someone that can get it closer to kohl's it's like those stories where someone starts with a paperclip and ends up with a house they keep yeah, trading bigger and better yeah except like through through space instead of increasing in value yeah maybe maybe you just ask your mailman like hey can this like hitchhike to your sorting center for a little bit just for fun yeah you don't have to deliver it just get it there and then ask <laughs> someone else can you get this closer to cole's corporate headquarters yeah there look you could take a bummer situation and turn it into a really great youtube video about this journey Probably what you will do is leave them in your closet for all eternity. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you move houses, if you if you that's that's when it's safe. <laughs> they that's they can't follow you to your new place. Then yeah. maybe leave no forwarding address. I, I guess we haven't it's probably telling that we haven't said you could email them again and say, Hey, you didn't send me a label <laughs> for these monitors. That's Can you not, do that please? It's not fun at all. Yeah. I was thinking like beyond the pale. You want to reduce contact with this company down to zero if possible. And the best way to guarantee no contact is hold on to these monitors because you know, like you said, the day you destroy or dispose of them, you're going to get an email from this company. So Oh, yeah. You can shift your mindset here and say I'm keeping these monitors as insurance that this company will never contact me again. It's you could perfect. try and get a job at that company again, and then when they <laughs> go to send you equipment, you say Oh, no, thanks. I'm good. 
<laughs> or now you have four monitors. Oh yes, but then well then you have to return four monitors. Wait, what if you do this cycle as many times as possible and see how many monitors can I get from this company? <laughs> I mean, if you do that enough, then you never need to work a day in your life because you just <laughs> sell the monitors and then live off that income. Look, let me summarize. Let me summarize my real answer here. This company is never coming back for those monitors. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> I. I think if you want to sleep peacefully at night, you you email them a couple more times and say, hey, send me the thing. And then if they don't, I would feel bad about trashing them or giving them away. So I really would just leave them in my closet until the end of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's my solution. <laughs> the, the the avoidance solution. Yeah. I, I feel like if you've tried a few times, it's on them now. It's not your job to like hand deliver the stuff back if you've, if you've tried to do their thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You send an email or two and boom, you've done your diligence and now you, you essentially own those monitors. We're not lawyers and monitors are like way too terrestrial for our space law expertise, but I yeah. would have no problem hanging onto those things or even trashing them. Yeah, I, I think I would, I would never be able to trash them. I think they would just follow me around for a yeah. while. But yeah. in, in a way, this would be the company's final revenge on me. They you, said, we'll you, give you this equipment. You will feel this forever obligation to return it, and you'll be unable to. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> They'll haunt me. That is painful. That is painful. They'll hurt me way worse than I could hurt them in any exit interview. It's like this, this is totally a first world problem. I have hundreds of dollars worth of electronic equipment that I don't want. Yeah. And I can't get rid of it. Yeah. Well, now you can. <laughs> we told you exactly what to do look send it to us we'll send you a podcast sticker in exchange ah, it's a great trade yeah all right we will not cover shipping and handling <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> well well actually we will cover it for the sticker oh yeah we'll pay no one we'll can pay that. say that we're cheap no 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 <laughs> we will absolutely free shipping on the stickers yes all right what can people do if they want their own questions <laughs> go to softskills.audio and click the ask a question button thank you so much everyone who submits questions every week we really appreciate it all right catch you next week